Welcome to Inside Games, the only gaming news channel brave enough to report the news. Yeah, it's uh, we got to be braver than usual today, Bruce. As a massive data breach at Insomniac Games, those are the developers of the popular Marvel Spider-Man games, has revealed loads of information about their upcoming Wolverine game, uh, their entire development slate, internal business information about the PlayStation brand as a whole, and even developers' personal information. Of course, we're not going to report on the personal information, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the severity of this leak kind of even prompted some navel-gazing across games media on the role of enthusiast press. Uh, we'll address that briefly at the end of this episode, since we're obviously not abstaining from the leak coverage here. Yeah, but aside from our somewhat routine victory laps about being right about everything... <laughs> The goal of this show is just to talk about games, not talk about talking about games. So we don't want to spend too much time on the meta of, of it all. Yeah, short answer up front is that we make the show for you, the people that are watching, the intellectual gaming enthusiast. Uh, on that note, here's how we're going to cover this story, just in case you want to avoid any Wolverine-specific spoilers. Yeah, we're not going to republish or reproduce any of the leaked content in this episode. We're just going to discuss broader aspects of what those leaks reveal. We'll do that in a few parts, largely organized by subject. Okay, first, the pure news of what happened. Second, broader coverage of what leaked concerning Marvel's Wolverine. That's where the real spoilers are, and we'll give you a warning before we actually start talking about that. Yeah, and then after that, we'll cover the more newsworthy studio-level news that came out of all these leaks. That includes the current state of Insomniac's finances and their development slate for the next 10 years. There's a lot, like we said, so we will dive into everything starting with the hack itself, Right after a quick word from today's sponsor, Naraka Blade Point. Inside Games is sponsored by Naraka Blade Point. Naraka Blade Point offers you a battle royale experience unlike any other. You'll enjoy dynamic, fast-paced, and ever-shifting melee-focused combat. Battle your enemies with punishing combos, parries, and grit, or outsmart them using lethal counters in an intense mind game. And where this battle royale takes place is the magnificent but dangerous land of Morris and Holoroth, where great battles have shaped a beautiful landscape inspired by Far Eastern legends. And we also have a super interesting story to share with you about Naraka and an amazing content creator. So Jesse LHV is a disabled blogger with only one arm who still has a keen interest in action games and has posted videos of himself playing Naraka on his YouTube channel. Noticing this, the Naraka official team contacted the tech-making blogger Hacksmith to create a mechanical arm for him to help unlock his greater potential. Hacksmith and his team coordinated with doctors in advance to measure Jesse's arm data and flew to the UK to help him adjust the arm. Jesse LHV ultimately used this arm to achieve better results in Naraka and even improved many inconveniences in his daily life. So that's one of the many reasons Inside Games loves Naraka Waypoint. They're out here letting everyone experience the joy of action games regardless of their environment. Click our link in the description to play Naraka Waypoint. I've played a bunch of it. It's super, super fun. Don't get your butt kicked. Instead, you kick butt in Naraka Waypoint. Thank you for the support, Naraka. Now back to that insomniac hack. Hopefully you're all set and you got your snacks. Ransomware group Rizida initiated a double ransom cyber attack on December 12th. As reported by Cyber Times, the announcement accompanied proof of hack data from Insomniac, like an annotated Wolverine screenshot, concept art, and even scans of what appeared to be 
Insomniac employees' passports. Yeah, the proof even appeared to include personal documents belonging to Spider-Man lead actor Yuri Lowenthal. The group posted that Insomniac had seven days before they would publish the full data set, while simultaneously auctioning the data publicly at a starting bid of 50 bitcoins, or just over 2 million USD. Which is kind of a small number, <laughs> I think. It is, yeah, you're right. That's true. As part of the posting, there's some, some light taunting going on. Quote, with just seven days on the clock, seize the opportunity to bid on exclusive, unique, and impressive data. Rizida posted, and that's courtesy of Cyber Daily again. Open your wallets and be ready to buy exclusive data. We sell only to one hand. No reselling. You will be the only owner. So, so cute. Uh, fun side note, it's not currently illegal to pay a ransom in the United States, but the Department of the Treasury strongly discourages all private companies and citizens from paying ransom or extortion demands. In this case, Insomniac did their civic duty as Rizida made good on their threat. One week later, Rizida posted 1.3 million files totaling 1.67 terabytes. That includes a full playable build of Wolverine and, of course, a lot of employees' personal data. Cyber Daily reports that this constitutes 98% of the data, with the remaining 2% sold to an anonymous bidder. Huh. They also grabbed a few comments from Rizida who claimed that they, quote, were able to get the domain administrator within 20 to 25 minutes of hacking the network. They shockingly shared that money was their motivation for the hack, <laughs> which apparently they didn't even get. I don't know how much that 2% yeah, was worth, right. but Jesus Christ, so much destruction for so little. Assholes. Yeah, what a bunch of assholes. You're right. Uh, given that a full playable bill of the game leaked, didn't take long for full clips of Wolverine gameplay to filter from the dark web. Onto the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit. Other design documents in the leak revealed far more about Wolverine than just as visible in the clips. You got a full list of bosses, heroes in the game, powers you can get, locations, abilities, and even a targeted game link. Uh, initial audience reactions to the leaks are largely positive, on Reddit at least. Uh, several top comments express excitement about the game's various potential features, and the most seem understanding that all of this is obviously a very work in progress. Uh, so what we're seeing is not anywhere close to what we're actually going to play. Yeah, there's some bad faith stuff out there. People saying they need to crunch to make the game better. But yeah, screw those people. They're just looking for attention. Um, some even spared some feelings for the developers, which we'd like to see. Reddit user We've Got Heads on Sticks wrote, Damn, I legit feel bad for Insomniac Games. All that momentum and time spent working on something for it to be spoiled and revealed like this, and the devs' personal info too. We agree. Uh, the leaked data has been circulating for a few days now. Neither Insomniac nor Sony have made any statements. Hmm? And while there have been increasing ransomware attacks lately, CD Projekt, Rockstar, even Capcom, to name a few, just in the past couple of years, this is still one of gaming's biggest, worst, and most damaging hacks and leaks. The one potential upside is that, as far as we can tell, leaks of this nature don't seem to cause lasting damage to people's excitement for an upcoming game like Wolverine. It's one of the biggest probably the next few years. Yeah, I don't think it's going to hurt that much. And there's, there's evidence of that right now. Despite the hacks and leaks, CD Projekt won awards and audience redemption with Phantom Liberty. GTA 6 leaked, but the debut trailer has 155 million views on YouTube and seeing it early didn't seem to dampen that at all. That's obviously, this is all ignoring the personal damage to the team. Uh, Team-wide hits to morale, the life disruption of having one's identity leaked online. That's massive for a lot of people that are working in Insomniac. Uh, in this regard, we really do hope that Sony and Insomniac are doing their best to assist and protect everybody affected. So this is a note I put in there. Stephanie worked for Insomniac when we met, which was a long time ago at this point. But she hasn't really been contacted by them yet, so hopefully the scope of the heck didn't include that, but it's, mm, 
I'm, ho- I'm hoping. I'm hoping we'll get news at some point. Stephanie is Lawrence's partner, by the way, in, in the case that you're wondering. Uh, and before we cover some of the more intense details of the story, if that wasn't intense enough, we'd like to take a moment to warn you against trying to directly access or download any of this compromised material yourself. Uh, first off, you're just going to do yourself and the developers a disservice. Yeah, there's the moral aspect, but uh, you need to protect yourself too. So second, please remember that this will be data from a data ransomware company. <laughs> They're thieves. You probably don't want to be pulling a bunch of files from data thieves onto your personal computer where it could do exactly the same thing. Uh, also, this is good advice. Posting on X, did you know gaming's Liam Robertson wisely points out that these builds might try to communicate with Sony servers. So, you know, don't run anything because you take the risk of telling them exactly where you are and what you're doing and what you're doing it with. So just stay far away. (laughs) It really is that simple. Uh, That's it. If you do feel like spoiling yourself by knowing details about Marvel's Wolverine, Keep watching because we're about to enter the Wolverine spoiler zone. Very light spoilers, but they're but this is these are spoilers. Snick snicked. Wolverine zone activate. <laughs> While builds and clips do show the game in action, uh, a leaked Wolverine content overview more comprehensively spells out pretty much everything we can expect in this coming game. And here are those really high level details. Uh, the game will include 40 missions for a runtime of around 15 hours, split between 11 hours of gameplay and four hours of cutscenes. Uh, gameplay modes include the usual spread, combat, stealth, traversal, environmental puzzles, and set-piece bosses. Wolverine will travel through four major locations. you got Alaska, Shinjuku, the Pirate Island, Madripoor, and the Otherworld's Avalon. Uh, Shinjuku and Madripoor are supposed to be larger areas. They'll have activities, pedestrians, vehicles, fast travel. Alaska and Avalon are kind of smaller mission hubs. The combat system sounds very familiar. You'll have a light and heavy attack, charge attacks, parries... Critical strikes on low health enemies. Uh, the docs reference a limbing system. Oh, that's fun. And gore slash damage states, which sure make it sound like Wolverine's going to be clawing chunks and limbs off of enemies. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I was hoping it wouldn't be as PG as Spider-Man. So there's some there's some implication there, which is appreciated. Uh, Wolverine's regeneration will be represented via ghost health. Uh, you've seen this in some other beat-em-ups and stuff. When Logan takes damage, that health will turn into ghost health which you can then recover by landing attacks on enemies. Uh, The described suite of stealth and traversal mechanics sound familiar as well. While stealthing, uh, Logan can use his senses to track targets, whistle or throw objects to distract enemies, and move bodies around to prevent detection. Logan can also wall run, wall scramble, corner turn while wall running, and parkour through trees. Progression, again, sounds pretty familiar to anyone that's played Marvel Spider-Man. XP from combat and quests will unlock skill points that in turn unlock new abilities. New suits are unlocked via game progress or collecting. Uh, the suits have baked-in abilities and mods that can be swapped out with other abilities. Uh, very, very familiar. Uh, all right, now the spicier stuff. Marvel's Wolverine will also include Logan's evergreen incel crush Jean Grey as a playable character. Uh, she's described as a hybrid range and melee character that can hover, fly, and create psychic shields. Uh, the game's story will also include Walter Lankowski, a.k.a. Sasquatch. Wolverine's mountains of clawed apart goon fodder will be supplied by three main factions. The Reavers, or cyborg mercenaries. There's the Hand, occultic ninjas. And the Sentinels, robots created to hunt down and capture mutants. Planned bosses include the Proto Sentinel, an Alpha Sentinel, Omega Red, Deathstrike, Mystique, Mr. Sinister, and of course, Sabretooth. Yeah, and we even there's even like whole plot details. They even, they even spoiled the after credit sequence, but we'll leave that for the real stuff. But yeah. 
And in broad strokes, the story of uh, Wolverine takes place in a pre-X-Men world, with Logan escaping from Weapon X at the outset and trying to unravel the mystery of who he is and what happened to him. Along the way, he teams up with Jean Grey, the two form an uneasy partnership slash combative romance, to travel the world, free captured mutants, and to defeat Team X and Mr. Sinister. Okay, we are done. Wolverine spoilers over. Also, this sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm really excited about this. I, I won't spoil anymore, but that sounds great. Uh, okay, that's super cool. Uh, but like we said before, all that Wolverine stuff, it's just a fraction of the full scope of this hack. Yeah, now the business stuff. All right, so starting with Insomniac's currently planned release schedule for the next decade, their next planned release is an unannounced Venom game in 2025. Uh, from there, Wolverine is expected to launch 2026, Spider-Man 3 in 2028, and an untitled X-Men game in 2030, which a lot of people already kind of knew they were pointing towards. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting there. They're tiptoeing there. Uh, on top of all that, Insomniac is also somehow working on a new IP, which is currently targeting a release window of 2031 or 2032. Oh, geez. Uh, Windows Central reports that Insomniac is also the exclusive X-Men licensee through December 31st, 2035. Until then, Marvel can't announce any new X-Men games, which means no X-Men on Xbox for the next decade. Xbox losing again, man. At least they have Starfield, though. <laughs> and similar to Naughty Dog's experimentation with The Last of Us Online, it seems Insomniac was also experimenting with an online Spider-Man game called The Great Web. Uh, an internal slide described it as Marvel's Spider-Man meets GTA Online, which... Kind of makes my soul want to jump out of my body a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that every studio has pitched a version of their game oh, that's yeah. X meets GTA Online, so I don't... Yeah, I expected something like that. But anyway, most of the concept art here is circa 2022, and internal documentation indicates they aren't really pursuing that as a project. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other data indicates just how complicated producing video games and Insomniac's scale can really be. An internal presentation reviewed by Kotaku laid out some really fascinating metrics about Insomniac's recently released and record-selling Spider-Man 2. Yeah, the game's final budget landed at 300 million, which apparently is 30 million over the game's original $270 million budget. This set the game's break-even point at 7.2 million unit sales. The game's only sold 6.1 million copies as of November 12th. It is likely the game will be profitable before long. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get to it probably through the holidays. Uh, yeah, somewhere between the fourth and fifth remaster also. <laughs> uh, that hasn't stopped Sony from demanding budget cuts, of course, uh, according to other internal documents. Yeah, again, this is the review by Kotaku. A Sony email dictated a maximum headcount for the studio of 470, which is definitely lower than their current headcount of 485. One other PowerPoint note attributed to Insomniac CEO Ted Price even suggested removing 50 to 75 people from Wolverine and Spider-Man 3 to hit the reductions that Sony is looking for. Oh my gosh. All right, so yeah, the studio that made the fastest selling PlayStation Studios game in PlayStation history somehow might have layoffs coming. I, I, this doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah, especially with how much money Sony's making, good Lord. We're not going to pretend to fully understand this because we're not playing with budgets in the hundreds of millions, but there are, if you look at it on paper, if you look at it in Microsoft Excel, you can kind of see the margin problem. So, uh, and, and this is part of the presentation about trying to trim back budgets. Insomniac made Miles Morales on a budget of $156 million 
At 10 million lifetime sales, the return on investment on that game was 122%. Meanwhile, for Spider-Man 2, it's a game with a $300 million budget, almost twice as much. Projected sales about the same though, 10 million, so the ROI on that game is only 35%. So this is a situation where double the budget doesn't mean double the sales, even though it was still profitable or will be profitable. That is a good point. Uh, also, apparently Ratchet and Clank only sold 2 million units and lost money, which sounds about right, honestly. Yeah, for now, we, we got some remasters to go. That's true. Yeah, and this is the one that really hurts me because this is when everything kind of turned. Sunset Overdrive, amazing game, only profited $567. That's it. <laughs> not millions, not thousands. No. Dollars. <laughs> Just enough for like a really fancy steak dinner for one, maybe. Um, man, that sucks. That game was so clever and so original it, and yeah. Insomniac will never do it ever again. Nope, because it only profited $500. Uh, all right, so no wonder they're only making Marvel and Ratchet games. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if they're going to make any more Ratchet games. They're probably just going to only make Marvel games at this point. Yeah, if they're going to trim from any any project, it's going to be Ratchet. So I guess we'll see everyone in, ten, in 2032. When that new IP comes out, because surely it's not going to get canceled or shelved at any point. Uh. All right. Brief note about the leaks. We've reported on leaks in the past. We're obviously not morally against them. Our job is to make an entertaining, informative, and responsible show for you. In terms of that responsibility, we feel that our responsibility is to you, the audience, our potential sources there and protecting them, and of course to sweet lady video games herself uh part of that is is not trying to whip up undue negativity or anything like that just making sure that we promote respect for people that make games and respect for the good work inside of games yeah so we are going to conclude the episode with some due diligence it's what we titled this episode and i really truly believe in this do not trust these leaks because anything and everything can change so for the love of god don't jump to conclusions don't harass anybody because you don't see your favorite Wolverine character or whatever. Just wait. <laughs> These are just currently things in development. Things are going to change, I promise you. But also, like, don't trust the game. If you happen to see the gameplay, don't trust that. They're nowhere near finished. Yeah, I think part of it is maybe people really don't see games in development that often. But yeah, yeah, yeah a lot can change in a year and six months, even even a couple months. So uh, and if you really, really want to be a responsible adult, don't look at it at all. Just wait until the game comes out. Maybe watch 10 minutes of a stream and decide if you want to play it yourself. That's right. All right. So there's a we got a lot of open questions here, a lot to talk about. So uh, Lawrence, why don't you just hit him with the vent? Yeah, sure. So this is this is what I alluded to before with Sunset Overdrive. Uh, I'm bummed. Uh, that Insomniac is in exactly the position I thought they were in. Um, and it's apparently it's even more direct than that. There's like evidence showing that they were in production on Sunset Overdrive 2, but they actually canceled it to make Spider-Man. Now, from a business perspective, there's no arguing against that decision. It was the right call. But they replace like, in my world, Sunset Overdrive 2 is by far the way more interesting game. Um, so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a situation of business kind of beating out art. And also the fact that we have a studio that has the capacity to make amazing games that have interesting ideas or are steeped in different kinds of culture, but they they never will because it's just more profitable to make something populist, something that everyone likes, the brand everyone knows. It's easy. It's got basic controls and and expensive looking cutscenes. So that's a bummer. I feel like it's a studio that got punished for trying to make games with soul and they learned their lesson. So now it's just Spider Flash. Um, 
which to me is just indicative of the state of gaming now. If you want games with soul, you can't really look at the big budget stuff because by virtue or by virtue of its budget, it's going to have to sell millions, which means it's not really going to try for anything too spicy. But the problem is, is that they're right. Sony's correct. I would never buy Sunset Overdrive 2 in a million years, Damn it. but I would 100% I'm <laughs> going to buy Wolverine and play Wolverine. So it's like one of those things where like they got me and like I want I get I agree with Lawrence in spirit. <laughs> but I would I'm not going to buy Sunset Overdrive 2. So uh but I do like watching artists make art. <laughs> so and again I I'll say this again. Don't trust these leaks. Uh I we're not going to show any of the footage or gameplay or any of that stuff because there's kind of no point in, in looking at it. But I looked at it just from an educational perspective just for a little bit because I was really curious because I love seeing video games in development. It's really fun to see where they are like now and where they will be in two years because there's so much polish. There's so much work that goes into making it fun. Um, and I really honestly do kind of think educationally it's good to see games in development sometimes. I know the company doesn't want that. But if you can look at it uh, from an, uh, like a mature perspective, I think it's really cool to see. It is cool, yeah. There are, there are some weirdos out there that will, you know, pick through every frame and then two years from now complain yes, in Insomniac problem. why all these things were cut from the game or censored or whatever. So it's I get from their right. perspective why it's just not worth the headache. But I do agree. Uh, I'm impressed by people's um, patience and tolerance with the fact that it is work in progress. People are like in most of the discussion threads I saw, people were reminding each other this thing might change, that might change. This looks really cool. I don't want to get too attached to this right yet. So most people seem to be in the right frame of mind, but not everyone is. That's just the way of things. But yeah, Bruce, I agree. I, I do wish there was more opportunity to show people the actual process. Um, and because and, I, I think that only that makes the good work shine even harder uh, when you see where it was and then where it is and you can appreciate all the hard work that led from A to B. We actually have some people that appreciate hard work right here in our uh, Inside Games Patreon. There are patrons that support us every single month. Uh, and they actually have a mutant supporting factor. <laughs> I know, old baby leg, Ian McGee, Gypsy Nova, and Shaky Pants. I uh, guess they can heal whenever they, or I'm sorry, they can heal our Patreon whenever they want. And they do every month. I love it. Uh, I got a set of patrons that have conspicuously heavy bones. I don't know what's going on there. Cash Putnam, UESC Battleroid, and J Embers 87. I want to get that checked out. All right, today's Inside Games Inside Gamer is Tyler Kahn. He left a comment on our most recent video of The Last of Us Online getting canceled. Uh, Tyler said, hmm, Sony revenue is up, but they pressure studios to lay off people slash cancel projects. Due to the recent data breach, it seems that Sony produces great things with their studios, but they're treating them terribly. How do you say a game was amazing, but cancel it? We are getting remakes and remasters from them while they are working on two other single-player games. How can they not divide their workforce enough for a multiplayer game? And why can't Sony financially support them for it and help them expand enough to focus on both online and single-player content? Tyler, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's all, yeah, these are all super, super reasonable questions. And and, and in a way, it almost threatens Sony's good guy image. But uh, this is going to shock you. I think the answer is greed, uh, sort of. So... I, the, w the way I contextualize it myself is is like, yes, they could do both. They could do both. They could they could dedicate resources to both and come away with two products. But if in their estimation, those two products aren't going to sell the same, then they could have had two good selling products and be in the same position, you know? Uh, the way I relate it to the operation of this channel is every single episode, we try to pick the most, the, the, the topic with the most relevance and interest because that means it's going to have the most appeal. We could do one episode a week 
uh, covering an indie game or some topic of interest that we think is, is valid, but that would actively hurt our reach and our ability to expand our business, and we'd actively be limiting our exposure to our potential audience. So that's a rough ask when it comes to the continuity of your business. So yeah, they could. They're choosing not to because they think if they put the people that would make those projects on other projects that it'll make more money in the end. Kind of like comparing Miles Morales to Spider-Man 2. Uh, so that's that's where they're coming from from a business standpoint. But that doesn't make it humane because the two are often at odds. <laughs> that's right. Thank God we don't have to lay off anybody this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you say that, Bruce, but I'm, I consider us, I consider myself and us particularly uh, blessed and that we've not only not had to lay anyone off, but we've actually been doing pretty well, both by ourselves, yeah. our channel, and the people we work with. So that's that's really gratifying. Yeah. Very grateful for that. And that's because of you. 